This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. I am joined again by Jesse Macbeth, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Pennsylvania at A Better Life Therapy, who practices couples therapy in many different ways. You practice with couples who still want to be in their relationship, but you also do something called discernment counseling. We talked about that yesterday, and we're going to kind of dive into questions today based off of just your understanding of, I think you have like an interesting understanding where You understand people who are still in it and want it to work. You also work with people who are choosing to end it and you work with people after they've ended it. So you see the whole spectrum of relationships. So I have a question for you today. I recently broke up with my partner, but I'm really not sure if it's right. And I truly believe that I may never recover. What should I do? Well, it's a good question and of course, I now have so many questions. I'm curious, I, you know, there's more I would like to know. I think it's, that's kind of part of the, the human experience. Unfortunately, it's just one of those painful kind of situations where you're not sure. I would argue most of the time, maybe not most of the time, some of the time, it seems pretty obvious, okay, this relationship is not working. We need to move apart. It's not always that clear. And I think there are many times where a relationship ends where it isn't so like, oh, that was easy. I think both partners can really feel that was painful. That was hard to move on from. And maybe it wasn't so clear. So on the one hand, I guess there would probably be an opportunity for individual work there to explore what led you to that point? How did you decide to make that choice to end the relationship and maybe explore what your options are moving forward? I certainly, you know, I don't know if, if there's still any opportunity for reconciliation, if that's even something that, that either party would want. But I think it depends is kind of the answer there. You might get that same question twice and I might have two different answers for two, for two different potential questions because I think everyone's situation is just so different that it's it's hard to really know that for certain. I think you brought up two really important points that I want to dig into a little bit more, if it's okay with you. Mm -hmm. One is that it's really hard for people to sit with uncertainty. And I think even as therapists, you might not agree with me, but I'll speak for myself. It's hard for us to even have that uncertainty. We want just as much as the person wants to give a definitive answer. Like I So badly. So bad. It's, It's painful even for us to like sit with someone who's asking us a question like, did I make the right choice? I feel like I regret this. Or am I ever gonna find somebody to fall in love with me? And it's human nature to wanna give the certainty and it's human nature to wanna have that certainty. But I, I think you bring up this really good point of even you as someone who's worked with hundreds of people around many different topics and you've studied for many years, like you can't give this person that definitive answer. And even if you had all the background information, you would still probably have to say at the end of the day, I don't know. Yeah, it makes me think of what you talked about in one of your recent episodes, sort of answering the unanswerable question. It, it's it's not something we're gonna be able to provide a definitive answer for. And 
And while I think I am more comfortable with being in the room and just knowing, okay, maybe we can't answer this question. It doesn't make me like want it any less. I still desperately would love to have that answer. But I just think there are times where, yeah, it's just, it's not so clear. Um, and you, you almost have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in that. I think that's a, a big part of the puzzle. And that's a big part of making an uncomfortable decision. And that's yeah. the second thing that I thought was really important that you brought up was that Sometimes people are very definitive when they end a relationship, but more often than not, people end a relationship not totally sure, which is why discernment therapy even exists. Like there are very clear times where I think we can end a relationship and say like, all right, sayonara, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm okay with it and I'm not looking back. But I would say, and eight or nine out of 10 cases that I've worked with people breaking up with someone, even if the relationship was like horrible, that there's still that sense of, I don't really know if I made the right decision because there's always possibility. There's possibility it could have gotten better. There's possibility I won't find anybody else. There's possibility mm -hmm. that I didn't do the right thing and I should have tried something else. And that's really normal for people to feel and I think that people get stuck in bad relationships sometimes and correct me if you think something else or push back, but I think they get stuck because there is a belief that you're supposed to be certain. It's like, well, if I don't totally feel it yet, I might as well just stay here. And I think there's probably a larger conversation about that. I wonder in some ways, is it is it harder to feel like, especially in the last few years of the pandemic, it, it's harder to make connections that feel genuine and like truly deep connections with people. And so I, I've seen some people say, well, like, you know, my partner right now is kind of big chunk, if not the whole chunk of my social circle. So I think that can play a factor. But yeah, that idea of certainty, you're right. I would almost coach people to maybe think of it the other way. I want you to be very certain. Life is short, but it can also feel pretty long at times. And if you're going to be with somebody for the entirety of your life, you're going to want that to be a, a more positive experience than a negative one. I think it is really difficult when somebody is, again, that, you know, maybe they're, they're, they're leaning out, as we would say, but they're not certain that, you know, it's time to end the relationship. And then they're in this kind of limbo where they're maybe not very happy, but they're not totally sure that ending the relationship is the right move. And, and again, I think that's what is exciting about discernment therapy is really you gain that clarity because you have such a, a deeper understanding. Maybe you never get to 100% sure, but you can get much closer if you feel like you have a, a much greater understanding of how you got to the place that you're at in your relationship. At the end of a relationship, I think when people ask questions like the listener asked, they're still kind of grappling with their grief and the pain. And there's almost a sense of if I have an answer. So if Jesse can give me an answer for this, I won't feel the pain of this loss. Mm -hmm. And when the person said, I'm worried I'm gonna regret it forever. What I hear in that is that they're feeling a lot of sadness and pain right now. And that they're worried they're always gonna feel that level of sadness and pain. So maybe I'm wondering if you could share, you know, when you work with people and they do decide to break up, what are some like nurturing things that they can do for themselves, even though it's clearly, it's a painful experience. Like we're not gonna take that away, but do you have things that you suggest to people or that people tend to do that you find helpful? That is just part of it. I think even hearing that it's that it's okay, that it's, that it's very normal to have that experience can be reassuring. 
I think be gentle with yourself, honestly. I, I think we're all pretty hard on ourselves nowadays. And, and especially if you're the one ending the relationship, you can put so much more of that on, on yourself of thinking, okay, you know, this is really on me. This is all my fault. Kind of remembering, you know, it's not just you in the relationship. You're not the only reason that things got to where they got to. On more of, you know, just that self-care angle, I think making sure you have, you're following all the basics, you're eating, sleeping, exercising, but also allowing yourself to have fun or at least try to have fun. Engage in something that, that you really enjoy. I've seen, you know, many times people have a, a hobby or interest that maybe falls by the wayside or shrinks when they're in a relationship. So trying to nurture the things that you know bring you happiness and joy and even exploring new things. If you feel like you're in a space to do that, trying new things, but definitely remember to be gentle with yourself and know it's very much okay if you need to have a day where you, you sit on the couch, you eat some ice cream, you watch some Netflix, that's also okay. But trying to find a balance, but really be gentle with yourself. That's beautiful advice. So we're gonna keep answering these types of questions for the rest of the week. I'm here with Jesse Macbeth, who is a marriage and family therapist in Pennsylvania and who practices something called discernment therapy. And the reason that I brought Jesse on was because I get a lot of questions about end of relationship dilemmas. And going back to what we've been talking about today, I think people really want that certainty and something that people who are trained in discernment therapy, something that they do well is helping people to sit with the unknown while still being able to move forward and make a decision. I think is really, really important. And what I hear from this listener is that they actually did that and that that's really hard, but that it sounds like they sat with their own pain and discomfort and they made a decision, even though it's hard and that they're grieving. And I just want to extend gentleness to that person or to anybody else listening that our decisions, even if they're right, can come with regret, sadness, anger, any of these difficult feelings and that that's something that you know you can learn to nurture within yourself it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go back to the relationship in order to relieve that pain i'm liz earnshaw and you can find me on instagram at liz listens thank you so much for listening to good risings we love to hear from you so please take a moment to leave a review until next time love on your loved ones and when that gets hard tune into me to learn how to hash it out good risings is presented by cavalry audio ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.